Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? What's going on? Episode 16 of an Orange and Blue Thing. I'm Brian Ernie. That's Darren Meenan. Thanks for hanging out with us. April 13th. Hey, the Mets are 6-3, and three, if you've been paying attention, which, judging by the attendance, you have. Uh, <laughs> first place. That's it. Uh, the Mets are in first place, fresh off the sweep in Philadelphia. Tonight, they open a four-game set against the Miami Marlins. It's Robert Gesellman on the mound against Wien Chen. 7 o'clock on SMY. We'll take you right up to game time. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. We always appreciate you spending your pregame time with us. Because let's face it, pregame shows suck. Oh, we're, yeah. that's, we're, that's really smart. We're, we're better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, SMY, part-time employer. Yeah. Uh, wow, that was, that was a nice start. Yeah, yeah, that's a good start. You said, you said don't say anything stupid for the two minutes that our mics were hot. When yeah. the intro was going on, you didn't say I had. I think he's on a sugar. He's on a sugar high. Yeah, I, my after, wife. <laughs> you said after that, I could say something stupid. Uh, shout out to Kelly who was upstairs. She brought down some cookies for us. So thanks, Kel. Uh, yeah, uh, Mets are in first place, six and three record. Good start. You know, we 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 talked about this numerous times. The uh, the Mets are playing within the division for over a month, and this is the time to shine. And we had to get off to a hot start, and six yeah. and three is not bad at all. Uh, so let's let's do oh, a little, yeah. little, little, little toast to the six and three. Cheers to the three straight consec three consecutive Sweet. victories. Four, yeah. four straight. Yeah. Oh shit, four straight. Well, three in Philadelphia. You can't leave out Syndergaard on Sunday night, man. But well, yeah, so uh, yeah, sweeping the Phillies is always nice. The Mets have been killing them down there, so it's it's always nice to see they're staying hot. The uh, if you take away the extra innings loss, we'd be seven and two, which would be even even better. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited for tonight. Back down to Miami. Mets usually play somewhat decent down there. I don't know about Rally Cat. Did you see Rally Cat? There's a cat stuck in the home run structure in Marlins Park. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so they, they turned gonna, it off. Yeah, right? they turned it off. Yeah, right, the structure right, right. is no no more for the time being. They should just burn that thing down. Yeah, it sucks anyway. But awful. Uh, no one's going to ever compare it to the home run apple. But So uh, what happened this week? Anything cool happened this week that we want to touch on before we get to our topics? I know this isn't something that we talked about on or off air, but uh, I tweeted out um, from sportslogos.net. They did um, a full roundup of all the special edition uniforms for this. Uh... I did see those. Yeah, so Father's Day, Mother's Day, Memorial Day, 4th of July, and the All-Star game jerseys and home run derby jerseys. Did you see, did you see the whole look? I everything? did see them. I think that the best seller out of all those will probably be the Memorial Day cap, the green cap. I don't know yeah. what the stars on the side. There's like four stars. I don't like know if Five, that, I think. I don't know if that represents anything, but I thought they were pretty cool. I mean, I don't personally buy that stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll probably buy that one just because out of all the hats, I like that one the best. Yeah. And uh, Independence Day, 4th of the July cap looks pretty cool as well. It's got like and, the liquid chrome logo. Didn't you it? say something? I think I read somewhere they're going to wear them for like the whole weekend, not just the one day. Yeah, for 4th of July. They were wearing them from the 1st to the 4th for Father's Day and Mother's Day. They were wearing them Saturday and Sunday. And then same thing for uh, Memorial Day, I think, all weekend. So, I mean, whatever. If it's if it's not your thing, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't care. It makes it intolerable. At least if they're going to. Whatever, gonna... man. Like, you know what it is? But baseball is a business, and obviously yeah. everyone knows why they do this. They're selling more jerseys. And guys like you and Media Goon and people who like, I mean, you have a jersey. You're not wearing it now. You're yeah. showing off the guns no, if you're I, listening to this afterwards. It. I got <laughs> it's it. It's a nice day here on Long Island where Brian's wearing his Gorgeous. tank top tonight. With but... my John Cena headband as <laughs> yeah. oh, an armband. Um, I'm starting it right now. Yeah, so obviously it, for, for guys like you and whoever that likes to wear uh, special jerseys, it's a, it's a home run. But, yeah, I don't really partake. I usually just buy the all-star game jersey of whoever makes it that year but the um did well did you see those the all-star game jersey and i saw the hat 
with like the stars yeah, and stuff. The jersey's orange for the National League. Oh, I did like, see that. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Only because I don't like the Marlins logos. And I know that like... Yeah, they have a terrible set. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I brought this up the other day too. The Marlins have the All-Star Game patch on their jersey and their hat, which yeah. I don't think is typically normal. I mean, they have the 16 for Fernandez, which, you know, RIP, obviously that makes yeah. 110% <laughs> sense. But yeah. the uh, jerseys just look very cluttered, but whatever. Anyway, so... um. Speaking of jerseys, did you, did you tell this WWE guy that we were going to give him a free jersey? No, no. Fuck that guy, man. Okay, so, so I don't watch wrestling, but Brian told me about this guy, and Salazar and other guys that watch wrestling told me about this guy that sits at the WWE events and wears a Mets jersey, but it's a bootleg jersey. Yeah. It's a fake jersey. So I don't know where this guy got the idea that we were going to give him a free one, but he hits me up on like late night on Sunday or Monday morning like, Hey, I'm still waiting for you to give me my free jersey. Something along those lines. I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is, but you're not like Finley and some guys replied with the link to buy it from the website. And I was like, wasn't trying to make the guy feel like a dick, but none of us told him we were going to give him a free jersey. So here's the thing with this guy. He sits front row at every WWE event in like a major city. So uh, Chicago, um, okay, Chicago, uh, New York. Um, whatever. If there's like a major thing or a major pay per view, he's, he's there. He's the Marlins man of, he, of, of uh, yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And he has a. At first, he was wearing a black. It was like a majestic replica fashion jersey, and it had black. It was a black jersey with black letters, and neon outline. It was like a David Wright jersey. All right, like odd choice, but fine, whatever. Well, now he got a custom. It's like a custom knockoff like jersey. Mets fan it's his Mets fan on the back, and it's just cool. 40. I mean, it's cool that he likes the team. It's cool that he's totally, like trying to totally cool bring attention to the Mets, which you know, in in a different spotlight for wrestling. That's cool. But I, I don't know where he got the idea he was going to get a free Sal- jersey. But whatever. Salazar reached out to him and was like, "I'm sure none of the guys that we roll with ever said, hey, we're going to send you a no, free jersey.' They, but they just said oh, the only thing we offered was to to get it to stitches for him." And to get a custom name on the back, which yeah. I don't know. Anyway, not trying to shit on this guy, but I, so I, sorry, man. If you can afford front row tickets at every he did WWE rep- he actually show. did reply. He's like, I'm not looking for a handout, but even though he just said, "When are you sending me my jersey?" He says, "I can afford, you know, five of those jerseys." I'm like, "All right, well, so buy five of them. Pick man. one up, dude." Um, speaking of Twitter, um, I wasn't meaning to ruffle Lakata's feathers after his tweet from what is it, 2014? But on Sunday night, when Noah was crushing it on uh, the national stage. Um, I wrote something, I retweeted, I brought up an old topic from like 2014 or 2015, I don't know what year it was, but Lakata said something about how he started through the grapevine that Noah will not hang, won't be able to hang in New York, I'm paraphrasing here, because he's too immature, so I wrote, that. I, re- I, I brought it up again, and I wrote, um, looks like he's doing alright, and I guess he was kind of a little butthurt about that, but, Very. Uh, sorry Sal. took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth, actually. Yeah, so uh, besides that, I mean, the, the Twitter in, in general is fun nonstop, because, you know, there's always people on there chirping, and it gives everyone a voice, so, um, you know, I'm not one to troll, but I... Watch, I can't stand the ESPN announcers. So watching that game, I was just thinking about Noah killing it, and that tweet came to mind. So, I mean, it's something pretty special. If you write something three years ago and someone still remembers it. Tweets are forever. You don't have Unless to, you delete it. You don't have to have an opinion on everything. So maybe next time, and he said, I've, I've apologized and this and that. That's fantastic. We're not following every single word that's broadcast from Sal Licata's mouth. Um, so it's great that he's realizing. And I, I like Sal to be. To he's, be he's fine, but yeah. like I'm just saying that like if you go out and say from things I've heard, this guy won't succeed in the New York market, and then he is one of the most dominant 
pitchers in baseball right now where you're going to have to eat some crow and you're going to have to be like a little bit of a better Honestly, sport. Yeah, no, totally. That's what I was expecting because yeah. I've met Sal a couple times and I was expecting him to reply to me like, haha, yeah, you know, isn't this, isn't this over with? But he kind of got angry. So obviously the Mets fans that follow our, both of our accounts that saw the exchange kind of Yeah, well, then in, Andy but, Martino had to jump Yeah, in. for whatever reason, and Martino, you know, go fly a kite, but yeah. um, whatever. Anyway, get moving a, right along. Get him so, a box to stand on next time he's on TV. <laughs> the, uh, the Mets started a new tradition this year. I guess a bunch of people were biting their style with the belts. So now they have crowns. Yeah. I like this. This is cool. Yeah. So after each win, a Mets player, I don't know who decides, but somebody decides. And, and uh, a Mets player is handed the crown if they win. And so far they have six wins. So there are six crowns out there. Uh, Cabrera got the first in opening day. Then Darno, Syndergaard on Sunday. Bruce, Cespedes, and Wheeler for the sweep in, uh, in uh, Philly. So I think it's a pretty cool tradition. It's awesome. I was just thinking about it today, though. I mean, I don't want to be a jinx here, but if, if things start going poorly for the Mets mm-hmm. and, you know, a win doesn't really mean as much, let's say we're getting late in September, do they still give out the crown? I don't know. I think something like that can keep the, the locker room, the clubhouse light. You know what I mean? Like, uh, every, I mean, every team kind of has their thing. Hockey has the, you know, the Islanders have this ugly e- jacket they bought on eBay from like the 90s, this leather jacket. Yeah, the, they Rangers the, the Rangers had the Broadway hat. And... Right. So, I mean, everybody kind of has their thing. Everybody is doing the belt. And so I like that they kind of made it their own. And, and listen, you know, it's baseball's a long grind. Anything you can do to mix it up. Um, even in the bad times and kind of remind yourself that nothing matters except the next game. I think it's good. So I was thinking about how do they get this thing like from place to place now? Does it have like a, a its own luggage? Is it like who carries this thing? It's it's I think it's a kid's toy. It's probably not that durable. Maybe it they looks, bought like six of them. Leave one at the clubhouse and bring you know. Leave uh, actually that would probably be bad mojo. Yeah, I got to tell you, man. I, like if they if they win the World Series, I'm I'm buying like I'm getting something custom done here. <laughs> Did you ever see um, Mean Girls? Yeah, the movie Mean Girls. So someone replied last night about the uh, maybe one of the nights this week. Like, I, I'm sorry, I don't know who wrote this on Twitter, but I remember it. they said, uh, "I can't decide who wins tonight. Why don't we just break a piece up and give it to everyone?" Like the, when she won the crown and yeah. she's like handing it out to all the girls in the, in the crowd. But um, yeah, I think it's a cool tradition. I, over here on the right, if you're listening afterwards, just got the standings. So it's always nice to see the Mets at the top of the list, even though we're only a weekend. But still, a game up on the uh, Nets, and obviously we have some big series coming up against them. They're yep. coming to us, and we're going to them. So we have our, our next outing, the second outing of the year, is on the 22nd next Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. And then the Saturday after that, we're going to be down in D.C. with a 1,000 of us. So it's going to be a good time. So we got to keep the good times rolling. And like we said, you got to beat up on these teams in the NL East. Yeah, it's, it's really important. And, you know, the Marlins coming up are – not by any stretch of the imagination a weak sister. This is a really good offense. They have a fantastic outfield. Um, and, you know, the way we and Chen and, and Chen and Conley looked last week, it's not going to be any easy test. And the Mets have a very right-handed heavy lineup tonight, which is good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, they're going to have to get it done against teams that aren't expected to be in the playoffs. I don't think the Marlins will be in the playoffs. So this is a series where you need to go and at least get a split and uh, and then turn right back around and, and do some damage. What? When they come back home, who are they? They have Philly? Philly in town? And then the, and then the, and the Nationals. Nationals. So, you know I what mean, I like about uh, City Field South, which uh, Marlins Park ends up being, you know, because there's so many Mets fans in Florida. Um I always love hearing the Let's Go Mets chants down there. I mean, I, it's no, I don't want to shit on the Marlins fan base, but it's no surprise that they don't draw well and there aren't that many like diehard fans that show up there every day. So it's yeah. always nice to see Mets fans cheering. And um, we know quite a few people that are friendly with us are going to be down there tonight showing off their, their Sevlon Army flags and stuff like that. So on the flip side of the crowns, 
what do you think? I mean, we're only a weekend, and you know, we don't want to shit too much on the guys because it's such a small sample size. And like you said today, they're not going to start shipping guys to Vegas, um, you know, like Reyes. Like Reyes is not going to Vegas anytime soon in your eyes. And um, what do you think? Like who's on the shit list right now? Besides last night, well, or maybe last night, because Robles almost blew Wheeler's first win in two years. Ro- Robles is pretty consistently on my shit list. Um, it's funny because my father-in-law texted me at 7 o'clock in the morning today and is like, do you have your podcast tonight? If so, I want you to say that I said that Robles sucks. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. I'm already on You're it. not saying anything that people aren't, you know, well, constantly saying on the, on the internet. He, you call, know? he calls him my boy because... Uh, I don't know. At some point last year, he was bitching about Robles. I'm like, ah, the guy has good stuff. He's got good pop. You know, he's got good movement. And he's like, he blows. He's terrible. So now every time Robles comes in, he's like, up oh, here comes your boy. Even in the <laughs> World Baseball Classic, he's like, oh, good. Robles is in. He'll blow it. Um, you know, I don't get it. The guy does have good stuff. He just right now has no command of anything. Did you see Wheeler's face in the dugout after that grand well, slam? Well, you know what? Let me talk about that for a second because, yeah, I mean, first pitch, grand slam, he's sitting there saying, like, I could have done that. But yeah. at the same time, you can't walk Odubel Herrera, who could get himself out in a game of solo dodgeball, you know, <laughs> on four pitches with a five-run lead. So in all, with all due respect to Zach, and I was so pumped that he got his first win, you know, uh, a, a walk is the same thing as a home run in that scenario because it, it's just uh, it's just another run closer. You know what I mean? It's just another batter closer to the tying run coming to the plate. Um, so he's not completely not at fault for those four runs. Um, and obviously he gets charged three of them. Three of them, yeah, it sucks. Um, but yeah, Robles, man, like you know he he has ended the game stuff, but I, there's some kind of disconnect there that it, and it's driving me insane. So who goes down once Familia comes back? Uh, I, got, I think it's got to be Josh Edgen. Um, Smoker has pitched well. I mean, Josh Smoker, uh, his journey has just been unbelievable from first-round draft pick to independent league to, to now, and um, he's been good. Uh, Jerry Blevins is you know, a revelation. I mean, it's just so good last night. Um, they don't need three lefties, I don't think. I mean, I, I don't see really anything that benefits them. So when Familia comes back, uh, to me, it would probably be a straight swap with Edgen, but Edgen's out of options, I'm pretty sure, so I think he'd go on waivers. Um, it's tough. It's not easy. The other thing you could do is, depending on how, uh, if Reyes gets hotter or whatever, or whatever they do position player-wise, when Ligaris comes back, uh, you have the option of basically send TJ Rivera back down. And you know, There, there are a couple things they could Who's do. Who's starting tonight? Third uh, base, I think, Well, right? TJ's in there in the lineup today against the lefty. And Flores then, is uh, holding down first base. Yeah, Flores is in for Duda. Um, the only two lefties they have in the lineup tonight are Granderson and Bruce. So, uh, and, and you know, uh, we'll get to that. Um, you know that you know that how yeah. that frustrates me. But <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, let's get TJ some at bats here. But uh, it, it, he could very well be uh, on his way back to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So what we did this week, <clears throat> we put up a poll, and uh, it seems like I didn't think it was going to be as lopsided as it ended up being. But we put up a poll on Twitter. And we like to keep you guys in, as part of the show as much as possible. Your engagement is key to this whole freaking thing. Uh, if nobody watched, no one cared, then we'd just be sitting here drinking beers and dunking cookies in them. <laughs> which we do. I mean. Which we do anyway. But, uh, yeah, so the, the poll was, what as a Mets fan, what team do you hate the most? And we asked Twitter. And uh, if you listen to this afterwards, you're not going to see this visual. But the uh, poll said, as a Mets fan, what team do you hate the most? It got over 3,000 3, votes. And with 60% of them, it's the Nationals. Yeah. Uh, second place, 26% was the Phillies. 
10% is the Braves and 4% is the Cardinals. So I'm going to play a little uh, voicemail we got here before we dive in uh, with a couple people that want to chime in before we give our two cents. Hey guys, Joe here from New Jersey. My question this week to you is, do you have a specific team that you absolutely love watching the Mets beat? And who is it? For me, it's the Philadelphia Phillies. I live 20 minutes outside, and I absolutely can't stand them. And every time I show up, they smack them, and I leave with the biggest grin on my face. Just like the last two nights. Let's go Mets. Damn right. Hi, this is Brendan in Brooklyn, and on the issue of which team do you hate the most, do you hate that team of because of when you became a fan, or do you hate whoever is the Mets' biggest rival in the moment, or do you have another reason? So that kind of hits the nail on the head on a couple issues because there are so many factors in deciding on what team you hate the most. Right. And I know what my answer is. I'm, I'm Team Braves. I hate the Braves. Okay. And what, what was yours? I actually picked the Cardinals, um, which is kind of offbeat for me because I'm a child of really, I guess, I was born in the mid-'80s, so my most influential baseball year as a kid was the, those Braves teams like you. But um, I chose the Cardinals, and here's why. I'm, you know, I'm going to make my case. Uh, for, for Mets fans to go back a little bit further, the, in 85 and 87, the Cardinals were such a thorn in the Mets' side that they really prevented – the the possibility of a dynasty. I mean, if you think about it, the Mets had 98 wins in, in 1985. The Cardinals won 101. In 1987, the Mets won 92 games. The Cardinals won 95. I mean, th th those are two division titles right there that the Mets easily could have won, could have been in the NLCS, and maybe Strawberry Gooden and all those guys, maybe they get two or three world championships. Um you know, the pond scum thing, fans and, and media and, and alike called called the Mets pond scum for all the 80s. Uh, they, and then even recently, they squared off against the Mets in the 2000 World Series. I mean, I'm sorry, 2000 NLCS, uh, which obviously the Mets won handily. But and then obviously 2006 is what resonates on a hate scale with Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. Um, so, and with, you know, beating the Mets in seven games. So, I mean, the big villains for me, Terry Pendleton. That two-out game-tying two-run homer off Roger McDowell back in uh, September 11th, 1987. Uh, that would have moved the Mets within a half game of, of uh, first place back then, and uh, that effectively blew up the Mets season. I mean, there were, there were plenty of games left, but that really took all the Mets' momentum out of their sails. Uh, Mets led that game 4-1 going to the ninth inning. That's absolutely brutal. I was watching highlights of it, doing research, and it's just – uh, gut-wrenching um obviously Yadier Molina uh you know broke that 1-1 tie in game seven um he is a lifetime 321 hitter against the Mets um besides that home run off Aaron Heilman so I mean you know what's to say I mean the guy's uh in my opinion a hall of famer but you know screw you Yachty and then obviously Adam Wainwright but that for that that sick curveball on 0-2 uh to get Carlos Beltran so that's my case yeah. for the Cardinals I mean, um, for me with Oh, and also, because they're the Yankees in the National League. Let's face it. Well, that's why we have to let Yankees out of this, because it was. I feel like the, the poll would have been so lopsided if we included the Yankees, and we were trying to just find, like, what team, as a Mets fan, do you hate in the National League playing, or why do you like to see them lose, or yada, yada. Right. So, um, for me, it's the Braves, only because for, for the bulk of my of my like teenage years and up until the Mets finally broke the streak, they won 11 straight titles, uh -huh. and at least. You know, it was, it was like, you know, every year – 
they were just up there. And and a lot of the people that were chiming in in the comments, I think that they were they were more so thinking of who do we hate right now, and they were picking Nationals because obviously they're they're in our division and they're probably our biggest rival on the field right now. We have to beat them to win the East, you know. And and who knows what's going to happen the rest of, with the rest of the division? Mm-hmm. But yeah, those eleven straight really struck a chord with me just to hate them, and obviously Chipper Jones. Um, you know, Larry, I don't know. I don't think it was a diss him naming his kid Shay, but it just like, we, we actually reached out to him to try to see if he'd be on the show with us, but uh, I got no reply yet. So yeah, you know, John Rocker, the whole thing with, yeah. you know, the way he felt about New Yorkers and, and all that. So, and all that, just their pitching staff. I mean, it was, it was more of like a jealousy thing on some aspects also, like, you know, you hate teams that are good yeah. and that pitching staff, you know, people are trying to pump up our current pitching staff as like, you know, the future, but we saw what happened with generation, generation K. So, you know, not, not all things that are look good on paper actually happening happen. So yeah, I mean, it's not, it's less of a fan thing for me. You know, I don't hate the Braves fans. I mean, I don't really have the same disgust for them as I do for the Phillies. But when you're thinking of what team do I hate, I'd definitely have to go with the Braves. You know, if you look at back at the Braves, it's easy to forget about what the Braves, uh, were in the in the 90s and and the early 2000s because it was you know the Mets if you look at the the Mets um landscape in from 1997-98 where they were an 88 win team right around the periphery to 2001 or so where 2001 they won 82 games right so they missed the the division by six games that year but they were right in until the end um and you know Every single year, even when the Braves weren't supposed to be that good, constantly. And, you know, you hear, you think about these games, not only game six of the NLCS and what a seesaw battle that was and how emotional that was, but I remember 1998, the last game before the All-Star break, uh, they punt, no, they called somebody, I don't remember who the runner was, safe. He was out by a mile, and I'm pretty sure it was Angel Hernandez who made the call, or you know, it just just an awful call, abysmal call, and it, it was a huge game because the Mets missed the playoff by a game that year. Every single time the Braves could derail the Mets season during that 98 to 2001 or whatever stretch, they did. Um, and Turner Field was such a difficult place to play in. We have to we have to talk about the Phillies because so many people in the comments. Before are we move on, though, let's let's highlight a couple of the of the comments that uh, yeah yeah that came should, through yeah, today should, yeah. on Instagram and uh, and Facebook. So yeah. uh, there's a there's four here. Uh, we're gonna get to the first one up here in the top left. If you're listening afterwards, it's uh, Tony Ann Musante. If I'm saying that, probably wrong. But anyway, she hates the Phillies fan. She hates the Phillies fans more than the actual team. The Nationals, though, ugh, I hate everything about them and want to punch half of their arrogant-ass players in the effing face. Nice. So that, <laughs> so that like got that, some, Tony. That got some pretty good reactions out there on Facebook. So Mike Jr. says, uh, also a Phillies hater, the, the top five reasons I hate the Phillies. Number five, crab fries. It's hard to ruin French fries, but the Phillies pulled it off. Number four, they use the word hoagie. Number three, the fanatic looks like a green, hairy mix of Gonzo and Barney. Number two, famous Mets killers, Howard, Rollins, Burrell, and Shane Victorino. And number one, Chase Effin Utley. So a lot of people that don't like the Phillies, it, it, it kind of uh, circles around Chase Utley. Fair point. And Mike makes a good point about Pat Burrell because uh, that guy smoked them his whole career, even when the Phillies were trash. Yeah. So, I mean, Pat Burrell, man. Some people you just don't forget. University of Miami product. So we got a couple from Instagram. Uh, Chenzo DiLorenzo. All the way the Braves. 
they were the better team in the 90s when I was growing up. That's kind of my reason, too. They had our number, especially Chipper Jones. Who would ass thrash us? Well, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but Chipper, yeah. Chipper Jones, just to, to tack that on, 309 lifetime hitter against the Mets with 49 home runs and 159 RBIs. 313 lifetime hitter at Shea Stadium. Yeah, killer. So one more here before we uh, get to uh, the next uh, portion of our list here. Uh NY McGowan 20 says Phillies, a lot of bad blood. The 2005 through, through the 2009 time period is where my hatred for them grew. They also created Chase Utley, who as the <laughs> created, created him like he's Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. They also created Chase Utley, who is the human equivalent of dog shit. Nats have been annoying in the recent years, but not enough history to be first on the list. Braves are second to Phillies. The 90s and the 2000s were brutal for each of them. We all hate Chipper, but we definitely hate Utley more. So I think all of this circles around everyone just hating Chase Utley. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about that. <laughs> let's give some honorable mention to the Phillies. Uh, obviously, we know they overtook the Mets in the collapse of 07. Uh, they overcame that seven-game deficit with 17 games to play. They overcame a three-and-a-half game uh, deficit with 16 games to play the next year. So it was kind of revisited. And then they went on to win the World Series. Brad Lidge, perfect season that year, uh, closing games. Five consecutive NL East titles from 07 to 2012. Two NL pennants and a World Championship in that time. And uh, let's just hit the pl- key players. Jimmy Rollins, 2007 MVP. He hit 30 home runs that year and 94 RBIs. Kind of crazy. But um, David Wright deserved that MVP. By the way, you look at the stats and how... David Wright held up the whole Mets team down the stretch that year. Better war that season. Um, Jimmy Rollins versus the Mets in 2007, 346-ish. Chase Utley, 6.1 and 6.9 war seasons in 2007, 2008, respectively. That's insane. Uh, Lifetime 282 hitter against the Mets. We know the Ruben Tejada thing. He has 13 home runs at City Field, which is a lot of home runs for a ballpark that's open eight years today to this day. And uh, Ryan Howard... Uh, you know, Ryan Howard, it's, he's kind of fallen far, but, um, from 2007 to 2008, he hit 95 home runs in 2006. Not only did he win the home run derby and beat David Wright in the home run derby, but he beat out Jose Reyes and Carlos Beltran for MVP. And both of those guys had higher wars than Ryan Howard that season. Um, four straight seasons of 40 home runs or more from 2006 to 2009, and uh, lifetime against the Mets, 48 homers and 136 RBIs in 177 games. There you go. This guy knows his shit. He actually knew all that by heart. There's no notes. Not all of it. There are notes. <laughs> there are notes on this, but I, I knew. Uh, no, yeah, you know your shit. I told you, you know, you're you're better at this stat stuff than I am. I'm more of the uh, computer guy over here and the the beer drinker. Uh, so yeah, yeah also um, obviously we all hate the Nationals, but as far as hating a team, when you think of the history and you factor in all the pieces that we just discussed, I think that. The Nationals haven't done anything yet. Let them win a playoff series before we hate them even more. But Well, yeah. I mean, I think the whole thing about the Nationals is, by the way, we wrote – so I just want to say that we wrote uh, a sheet of basically the main villains in the case for all these teams. Harper, and, Worth. So we listed the three villains for each team. And, and for the Nationals, it's Bryce Harper, Daniel Murphy, and Jason <laughs> Worth. And the notes on Bryce Harper says, 16 home runs lifetime against the Mets, tied for second most of any team he's faced. Dumb haircut, overall tool. <laughs> yeah, so that pretty much that says it all, pretty much. But but uh, it's the same thing that we were talking about before, like hating the Braves because they were good. If Harper was on our team in a couple of years, I don't think we would 
yeah. be as critical yeah, of his haircut. I think <laughs> I think we're going to hate him even more in a couple of years. When he's a Yankee? Yes. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, we're going to get to a couple voicemails here. Um, we got uh, one here from a guy named Mike, I believe. Yeah, Mike. Mike and my Sounds like a 90s, 90s band album. A guy named Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike in Miami. Hey, 7-Line. This is Mike from Florida. I have a question for you guys. Um, I'm just curious to know, um, in the uh, ring ceremony game for the Cubs um, this past Monday, I saw a section of Dodger fans similar to the 7-Line um, that came from L.A. to represent and I looked into them, and it looks like they are pretty much doing the same concept you guys do by traveling to different cities for road games, uh, selling merchandise, uh, etc. Um, do you think that you guys take pride in that as far as you guys being the first group to do something like that? Um, maybe having other teams in other cities and fan bases follow in your footsteps and start doing road trips um, you know, for their teams and... Um, I just want to take your uh, your opinion on that. Uh, maybe you guys are, you know, the start of something that's going to be in about a few years from now. Maybe every uh, MLB city or team winds up um, having fan bases that travel like the way you guys do. That's cool. That's a good question. No, nah, they're all posers. No, nah, no, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> um, no, nah, I think it's cool. I mean, anything that brings more excitement to baseball and to a fan base I think is cool in my book. Um, I do know who he's talking about. They're called Pantone something. Whatever the Pantone blue is of the Dodgers. So are, they, they are travel they, around. Are they the same group that did the Yankee Stadium? Whatever the Pantone. I don't know what that the hell these sounds are in my earpiece. Hopefully it's not also translating to you guys. But, um, yeah, I know about these guys. I think it's cool that they're doing their thing. The only thing that I recommend when people start groups like this is to stay original. Try not to bite other group style. We, yeah. you know, we don't. You know what it is? We just do our thing. We're not trying to be anybody else. Like anything that organically happens with the group is kind of just what it turns into. Um, I think it's great for the game. Yeah, I mean, totally. I think when we go to L.A., it would be cool if they were there that day. Yeah. Uh, whenever we finally get to L.A., I think it's going to hopefully be next year if it's a weekend. Cool. Um, I wasn't really looking forward to going to L.A. Um, I haven't really heard great things about the, the fans, and well, it's kind of rough. Yeah, and, the parking you know, lot, I hear. is. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But anyway, yeah, I mean, as long as people stay original and do their thing, I mean, obviously, if they get too big, they're going to get a phone call from somebody. Um, so definitely don't do anything illegal and, uh, you know, spread love for your team, but do it the right way. And, um, yeah, the more, the more energetic fans of any team is cool in my book. So yeah, keep doing your thing. And as far as pride is concerned, uh, we weren't the first group to ever go to games as a group. Uh, we are the biggest, which is cool. And I take pride in that, but, um, yeah, whatever. It's cool. It's great. It's anything that's good for baseball. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm for that. So we got another one here. Sorry about that. Give me one second. I think I hit it somehow behind here. Yeah, here we go. Hey, fellas. How's it going? Now, considering that both of you are pretty equal in size, who would win in an arm wrestling match? <laughs> and as always, this is your rally man from 515. He shortened it up. 
he listened. He listened. He takes last notes. Week. He takes notes. Yeah, Rally Man's questions used to be like eight minutes long, and that, that was like thirty <laughs> seconds. But uh, I did play this for you prior, and it, this isn't why you're not this, wearing. A I was going to say tonight. it's not why I don't have sleeves on. We aren't going to arm wrestle because I don't want to crush the cookies here. Yeah. But uh, I think that Brian would win. I actually he don't actually think goes that. to the gym. I don't do anything except uh, build BMX jumps. I don't but, think that because I'm a terrible arm wrestler. That's all right. I mean, I'm, I have a I have a hurt wrist. You know, it's you, you could see how horrible yeah, that it's fucking kind, it's kind of messed up yeah i don't think that, it, that we would do very well in an arm wrestling match maybe at the end of the season we'll set up a table like uh, over the top style in a park in the <laughs> arm wrestling classic yeah at, the, at a tailgate we'll set up a table and people can arm wrestle each other i like that i like it. it's good uh, that would go terribly but maybe we'd have to go how about we do lefty now no 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 not now we have no we have no space for it but maybe at a tailgate we'll do i honestly if if this thing pops i have a i had a ganglion cyst removed from my wrist the day after opening day in like 2014 and it came back so it doesn't look good yeah it doesn't look good but it's not bothering me right now so i don't want to aggravate it so maybe that's what we'll do we'll tailgate on the last game of the season and we'll arm wrestle lefty how about that all right whatever that works how about that how about that so we did put up another poll this week and i accidentally put it on the wrong account i put it on the seven line account instead of um Instead of the Orange and Blue thing account. But the, this question was, do you typically buy food in the ballpark? And I was shocked by the response. Can I just say one thing before you get to the response? Sure, go ahead. I am proud that our Orange and Blue thing poll did more votes than this one from yeah, the right? account. Orange and Blue, it's called Orange Blue thing is a Twitter account. It has like a thousand followers. And uh, the seven line has, I don't know, 60,000 followers yeah. and the uh there's less votes on this i guess people weren't too interested in caring about food at the ballpark but so i guess that kind of just told us that we probably shouldn't do a food episode down the road but, yeah right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway the question was do you typically buy food in the ballpark and uh there was four options here it was yes a full meal yes a light snack no i just drink and no i don't eat or drink so what did you pick i, I eat a full meal I don't. Big boy's got to eat. Yeah. So full meal. Actually, buying food. Like maybe people were confused. Like you're going to eat something, and they there wasn't really six options here. But I was going to also say no. I don't eat or drink, but I bring a sandwich. You know, like you can bring food to the ballpark. But um, I I go to the game to watch the game, and I don't really like waiting on lines and missing like three innings. So I don't eat at the ballpark typically, unless there's a line where there's no one on it. So maybe I'll go grab a slice of pizza or something. It's always but pizza. Yeah, yeah. I pick no. I just drink because I typically really don't eat at the game. But you said you have a full meal. So 54% said yes, a full meal. 32% said yes, a light snack. Only 9% said no, I just drink. And 5% said no, I don't eat or drink. So how they do just... Not, how do you not eat or drink? Well, maybe for... they bring a sandwich. Okay, but... And a water. You could you, you could bring a bottle of water. There's water fountains, you know? Like... I was just going to say, I mean, if, if you don't eat or drink for like seven hours... But this, is a, like, this wasn't put up, so uh, the ballpark gets uh, gets any feedback but if they're looking at this they're pumped darren's fascinated by the fact that people eat at the game no i'm fascinated <laughs> by 50 uh 56 to 84 86 percent of the people buy food Dude, I, I don't hungry. go to the game to buy food i go to the game to watch the game and drink have, some beers have so. you seen the concourse <laughs> behind our section no yeah it's always I'm, pre I'm pretty much convinced that half the people in the stadium go to buy food that's crazy you know what I mean? Like it's it's great for the ballpark to you know have people come and be excited and and uh, happy with your food selection. But I'm not trying to miss three innings of a game to go wait on Shake Shack line. No. I've never had Shake Shack at the ballpark. It's fine. It's fine. I had have a, you. You've waited on that line. No, I I had it when we went to the food thing. They were like, I was looking for protein because you know. Oh my god. Got to some protein. <laughs> and I was like, and they're like burger, and I'm like, yeah, burger works. It's it's a burger. What Shake Shack? It's a burger. No, I like it. I've had it at their other locations. I haven't waited on, on online there, but behind the plate, if you ever get a chance to sit in the bougie seats, you can actually order Shake Shack to your seat. 
So you don't have to I, wait on that crazy line. But I've done it, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, so maybe we will do some kind of food episode, but judging from the reactions on this vote, then maybe not. Yeah. But do you have I've, a favorite food on the at, at the ballpark? Yeah, I used to love the steak tacos at uh at the taco, you know, the Mexican food stand. I haven't had them. They changed them a little bit, but when they first started, they were really, really good. And then and now I'm I'm all I'm getting that chicken parm sandwich next time, man. I, yeah, chicken, I saw Brubaca say that it, it was good. It was good. And I had it at the the event thing, and it was it was good. But I mean, it's chicken parm, like you said. How can you mess it up? Yeah, I mean, after opening day, or you know, the 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 games that are you know big ones on the weekends, or what you know, uh, what do they call them? Premium games against the Yankees or whatever. When the ballpark isn't as packed and the lines aren't as crazy, then maybe I'll partake in in picking something up. But I don't really eat there. I mean. It's, it's fine. Like, whatever. whatever. I mean, I always end up getting pizza. I have all these delusions of like, oh, I'm going to get this and I'm going to get that. And and then I always get pizza because it's right behind our section and there's never any line. It's like eh, pizza. I heard good things last year about that fuku, like spicy chicken sandwich. I did try that only because there was no line. But um, it was OK. You can't go wrong with Mama's a Corona. Shout out to Mama's. True. They've been there a long time. And uh, we should in... tell people where it is. It's because... in the taste of the world. Or yeah, whatever it's which is in the corner behind right like field. 104, 105. If you're, like if you're that. walking around the, the, the field level on right field area, you'll, you'll see like a little like alcove off yeah. to the right. And uh, it's where you can pick up some craft beer, like canned craft beers. And then there's a, a doorway that says like World's Fair Market or something, some kind of market. And they're in there. So definitely pick that up. And I think it's like 12 bucks. So if you're going to go to like deli and pick up a, like a hero at a deli, it's like 10 bucks, yeah. nine, 10 bucks. And no, they're, it's, it's they're 12. So it's a great bang for your buck. Good stuff. So definitely check that out. So uh, Brian and I were fishing, you know, tossing ideas back and forth this week about different segments and things we want to talk about because. During the off season, when we were just getting our feet wet, we were trying to fill content. We were doing like posts of the week, follows of the week, stuff like that. And how many people can you request follows for uh, throughout a baseball season? So he said he wants to bring up stuff that may be bothering us throughout the week. So yeah. we're just calling this "What's the Beef?" And you told me what yours is. So you you go first. I'll go second. What's your beef this week? All right. Or in general, what's your beef? Well, duh, we don't have enough longer show <laughs> for what pisses me off in life. All right, Michael Conforto. What are we doing? This is ridiculous. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm a gigantic Michael Conforto fan for good reason. This guy is a legitimate major league hitter. He's ready to take on a full-time role. I know a lot of people have told me, hey, listen, Brian, they gave him a job last year. He was the full-time left fielder last year, and that's true. And he hit great in April, and then he lost the job, and then he went down, and they gave him another chance, and he didn't hit well enough. Totally true, and that's the reason why Jay Bruce is here is because Michael Conforto didn't hit when given the opportunity last year. But this guy, the Mets are long-term invested in his success, okay? This is a guy that Curtis Granderson and Jay Bruce are both going to be probably be gone next year unless the Mets want to hang around on Granderson, maybe like a, you know, emeritus position where he comes in for a cheap deal and kind of acts as a mentor kind of thing. But it's likely that – an Curtis Granderson everyday player as a New York Met is over. So why are we insistent that we have to glue Michael Conforto's ass to the bench when every time this year he's been given the opportunity, he has succeeded. Like last year, last night we saw what he's capable of. He went with that pitch for the home run. Beautiful, beautiful swing. And I want to point out something on Sunday. I don't think anybody's said this yet. Obviously Sunday hit that bomb to the Shea Bridge. But what I was even more impressed with is in the big first inning that the Mets were having, the three-run inning that they had, the guy took a four-pitch walk. Now, when you're trying to assert yourself and trying to get yourself into the lineup, 
you're so anxious to make an impression that a lot that lesser hitters and less mature hitters would have chased something or wanted to swing three and zero and tried to break the game open with a two run single or maybe a grand slam. Instead, he took his walk and he left it for the next guy, and that shows a maturity that Conforto uh, is is certainly. Um, improving on his approach. Uh, he's going the other way, which he did when he came up in 2015. He's not trying to yank everything anymore like he did last year. Uh, defensively, no, he is not Juan Lagares out in center field. But he's, uh, you know, Curtis, I love you. I think you're one of the most underrated Mets uh, of the last, certainly of the last decade. Uh, in center field, it's, it's not working. You know, it's, it's just not. So, I mean... I got to see Michael Conforto in the lineup if he's on this roster, you know, five days a week. And it's ridiculous. Now, I know a lot of people are going to blame Terry Collins for this, and I don't think that's fair. Because we know that Sandy Alderson is is old school Moneyball. This is one of the guys that basically created it. All right. And the philosophy in Moneyball is the manager is the extension of the front office. So, you know that if there was a directive from Sandy to play Conforto every single day, Terry would do it. And that hasn't come. As far as I can see. So I don't think we can just blame Terry Collins. I don't think we can. I don't think that's fair. Um, So I think there has to be an organizational shift in thinking to try to get Michael Conforto in the lineup every single day. There's nothing he can do at AAA anymore that can – it's not going to prove anything for him to go down in Vegas and tear up AAA pitching. No point. Put the guy in the lineup every day. Curtis Granderson is 36 years old. Jay Bruce is in his walk year, as is Curtis. you got to find at-bats for this guy. It needs to happen. It's ridiculous. and that's, that's Can you my, play third base? Uh, that's I, I wish. I wish he could. Because, quite frankly, if he could play third base, and he throws righty, so maybe take some ground balls there, Mike. But, I mean, honestly, like if he could, he'd be in the lineup every single day. I mean, it's frustrating because, obviously, the roster construction is not perfect. It's not. But, uh uh, you got to find a way for this guy to get in the lineup. You, you just do. It's yeah, gotta I, happen. I, I agree with you 110. percent But the and time will tell. Like as 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 all things happen, you know it is what it is. As we say here on the show. But um, my beef this week is actually a beef that I've had for years, and it just is kind of coming to light again because we have a new face in our group who is a regular voicemail guy on the show. His name is Rally Man, and uh, he's been getting some hate on the internet. And you know what? It's not easy to be a fan of the Mets. It's not. Well, maybe in recent years when we've had some success, but for the past however many, uh, it's it was tough to be a Mets fan. And this guy's putting himself out there. Maybe you don't like the persona. Maybe you want to know Charlie first before you know Rallyman. I don't know if I just blew your cover there, Rallyman, but we like you. And uh, we like having you on the show. And we like anyone that brings more excitement to the fan base. We just said that about the LA fans. Anything that brings more excitement to baseball is good in my book. So there are some people who have a, they're on very high horses and they think that Rallyman's shtick isn't cool, which is bullshit because I mean, the guy just wants to cheer on the team and get people excited around him, which is, which is in my eyes is cool. So, um, you know, say what you will about Ty guy and, and cowbell man and fedora man and whoever, whoever these people are, if it's making them happy and they're coming to the ballpark and trying to bring excitement to the ballpark, then more power to you. I mean, I've said numerous times I like cowbell man, but maybe it's a little bit annoying when he's banging that shit in your ear for, for an inning or two. I do like him. I say what's up to him every game. It doesn't bother me. I'm not trying to bash him on the internet, but the internet gives everybody a voice. I get shit on every day and you know, I have thick skin, so it doesn't let me let it really bother me. But unfortunately 
This guy, Rallyman, starts coming around. He came to our tailgate party. He came to the Sports Illustrated thing. He's sitting with us next weekend. He is a, is a frequent commenter during the show. I don't know if he's watching right now, but last week, someone started talking shit to him, and he's like, what the fuck? I thought that, like, I'm, I'm here to just be a, a Mets fan, and I'm getting shit on. So it kind of made me feel bad, and uh, he actually posted something on his Instagram account, and I'm going to play it here because it kind of just got my, got my blood boiling a little bit because this is not how he should be treating one of our own. Hey guys, Rallyman here to deliver a one-time and only one-time message. Uh, normally this wouldn't bother me, but uh, this time it kind of does because it's only opening week. Um, but this is a message to the cluster of Rallyman haters out there. Didn't think you'd uh, come out of the woodwork so soon. <laughs> but uh, I am so deeply, deeply sorry that I have ruined your Mets baseball experience. Oh. Whatever shall we do? Well, if you do have a problem, why don't you come down to Section 515? I'm there 50, 60 games out of the year. So if you would like to call me a self-centered little gimmick boy, then why don't you grow a pair and actually tell it to my face? Anyways, let's go Mets. I love the response, Rally Man. You know what? That's a good... That's a good um... That's a good position to have on it. He's not really saying, come fight me at the game. But, like, you know, people talk shit on the Internet all the time. People talk shit about me for years, and I've, I've said the same thing. You know what? I'm not trying to make everybody happy, but if you like what we're doing, come and hang out. If you don't like what we're doing, then don't come. Pretty much it. And um, no one's ever said anything to my face, and I don't expect that they will because it's not – we like baseball. We're not going to games to fucking impress each other and have fights at the game. So – Layoff rally, man. He didn't tell me to do this. This is something that Brian and I both talked about, and it's bullshit because this guy is coming to the games and he's trying to make friends within the group, and we're not trying to uh, exclude people. We're all about inclusion. So, Charlie, the, the, the artist who was formerly and currently known as Rallyman, come down, say what's up at the tailgates, and uh, you know, be yourself. Do your thing. If, if Rallyman is what makes... You happy at the end of the day? Keep doing it, and um, anyone else can go fly a kite and go fuck themselves. Because honestly, like we like you, and we want more people with enthusiasm in the group, not more people that want to tear people down. So that's my rant. And I think I've watched Brian's face throughout this whole thing, and he looks very angry. But I think he'll have something to say on this topic as well. I, I do because I I was disappointed um, in in some some stuff that I saw. I just don't understand. You know, inclusion means inclusion. We're we're in, we're an inclusive group. Everybody has been rally man at some point. You never tried hard to like hang out with somebody that you wanted to be friends with. You've never like gone a little like gotten a little too excited and said something like, "Oh shoot, I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't have said that." You know, I, I'm a pretty social, outgoing guy. I think everybody who knows me knows that I'm a pretty outgoing person. And it's not easy to walk up to this group. Of people who have known each other, some people who have got who have met and got married, some people who have been in each other's weddings through this group, and try to you know present yourself in a, in an interesting light. Um, listen, I get like people want to know the the man behind Rally Man. They want to know more than just you know the quote unquote gimmick. But I mean, let's have some self awareness here, people. Like, 
the gimmicks are strong in this group, okay? Everybody's got their thing that they like to do. Everybody's got their thing that they like to say and their signs and their this and their that. Just calm down and, and have some have a little bit of self-awareness. Baseball. Yeah, seriously. That we're all here to watch the Mets and hang out and channel our energy into something positive in a world where we just, like, get crapped on every single day in every direction. So, like, pick your battles, man. Like, if the guy isn't your cup of tea, you don't have to hang out with him. But don't don't you know crap on the effort. I think that's that's garbage and and, maybe, and it's not just him. You know, in no. general, in general, you know, how many people right. like we we follow a good amount of people on Twitter, and you know, I don't typically give a fuck if someone doesn't like me. It doesn't really bother me. I do reply to haters every once in a while just to like fuel it because I'm bored. But um. I think it's just crazy that, you know, the Internet gives everybody a voice. And if you listen to what everybody says, then you'll never go to a baseball game because everyone has a difference of opinion. And their opinion isn't any more important than yours. And because I like fucking Wheeler and you don't, then it doesn't mean that we can't get along. And I think it's just crazy that we're we're talking about him specifically because he's on the show every week now. And and this is a new guy for the group. And we've never we never met him until this season. So, um, you know. I just think there needs to be more fun in the game and not and less hate. So obviously, there's this podcast and this live show on Facebook is not going to change the world. But um, if it just makes uh, someone's experience at the ballpark a little bit more fun, then our job here yeah. is done. Just maybe, <laughs> just maybe, don't be a douchebag, okay? Yeah, People, be cool. Like just, just be cool. Be nice to everybody. At one point, you were on the outside and uh, you met someone in the crew and you got brought in. So everybody, uh, everybody has been in that position. Every single one of us has been in that position. Holla at your boy. So anyway, <laughs> I stand with Rally Man. Yeah. Anyway, Rally Man. Hopefully, uh, you know you didn't let the haters get you down too much. But anyway, so we're gonna move along to some Facebook uh, Q and A here. We got about eleven minutes until the game starts. If you're listening to us afterwards on SoundCloud or iTunes, we appreciate your listens. Yes. And uh, maybe click subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. That always helps us boost the show a little bit. Um, we do have some fun stuff lined up throughout the year. We did talk about it briefly about. Um, doing our bachelorette show we're gonna still do that but i want to touch on you guys have been crushing crushing the mcfadden special yes. but i did get an email from them it's not a free-for-all you can't go up and order 30 beers yeah. um it is one per person per t7l logo so if you walk up to the bar and you order 20 beers it's not gonna fly anymore if you got away with it last week then more power to you good, <laughs> good for you but um when you walk in you show them the t7l logo on your shirt your hat your jersey, whatever. You can't put a sticker on your shirt and walk in. No, that doesn't work. Uh, and you will get a $2 Butter Bud Light 16-ounce aluminum bottle, which is the best deal in town. You can't drink for that cheap anywhere, not even at your own house. Any tap is $4, and any mixed drink on the on the well side is 5 bucks. So it's one, pers- one per person. So if you walk up with your buddy and you know me and Brian walk up, we both show our T-shirts. We can get two beers, but you can't get 10. So walk up. Use some freaking common sense and uh, don't bother the bartenders. Tip your bartenders, too. Yeah, tip the bartenders. If you order four beers, hook them up with a couple bucks. Don't walk up and give them a dollar. You know, the, the bartenders don't work for free. And they, if you watch how busy it is, and I've used to bartend. If, you wor- if you've ever worked in the industry, you know how hard you work. And sometimes you get stiffed and, and, and dicked over. So go in, enjoy your beers. Thanks to McFadden's and Bud Light and you know Budweiser for making it happen. It's, it's, a, it's an insane deal. And we don't want to ruin it and have... Um, have it end because they did say that we can get this deal the whole season uh subway series excluded so definitely stop into mcfadden's before during or after any home game and and uh enjoy the deal so i told them i would mention that so uh definitely pop into mcfadden's next homestand yes do that do it do it so Um, do we have any a facebook q a anyone want to ask us anything before we we had we had uh one person uh ask us you have a prediction for the uh 
score tonight? Tonight? Yeah. Um, 5-2 uh, Mets. Oh, d- before I go on the other thing, uh, did you see the, the the guy who was a Yankees fan that's like, oh, what, do, how, what do I that's wear? That's one of my good friends. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Like, Dar- one of Darren's <laughs> friends uh, posted, and he's the like. Yankee fan. He's like, I'm a Yankees fan. What's a good item to buy so I can get the special at McFadden's? Yeah, dude. You know, you, you pick up one hat. It pays for itself after you it go to McFadden's totally for like does. one night. You know what I mean? I think I, I'm pretty sure we're getting like 75% off on these beers. So you buy like one T7L hat for like 26, 27 bucks. If you buy the snapback, whatever the hell it is. And then you go to the bar. You're going to get a great great deal it hat pays for itself you know um yeah so i told him to get the all black t7l uh snapback uh mark condor wants to know do you sit reyes or not uh well yeah, I think uh, he is sitting, sitting tonight, tonight but but for the foreseeable future no you don't sit him i mean i think gotta play through it, right? you know what it is I, we talked about this you know through text earlier i think family stuff is definitely getting to his head obviously he was in court last week over uh, he has a daughter that he wasn't paying child support towards, and there's a lot of things going on for him right now at home, so who knows what the hell's going on in his head. And I can only imagine when you have stressors on your brain outside of your job, which is play baseball, maybe it's affecting him. He's swinging at everything. He, do- he doesn't look good at the play. He doesn't look good in the field. He does seem to still be pretty uh, high-spirited when it comes to his teammates, which is cool. Um, you know, you always want a-, a loose clubhouse, but I don't know. I don't know what's up with Reyes. I mean, time will tell, and it is what it is. Uh, Matt Sloan wants to know, do we feel any void not getting to see Jose Fernandez anymore? That's, uh, that, that's a bummer, right? I mean, I, 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 it was pretty cool what they did with his locker. They made it into, yeah, a, I saw that, yeah. into a shrine, I guess, like forever. They put glass over it this week, but I mean, I don't even want to comment on that. It's a tragedy and you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a shame. It is a shame. It's a shame. I, I it's a, it's a great loss for the game. Um, Craig Kramer wants to know besides the Yankees, any AL team you hate, any American league team you just kind of can't stand? No. no, I think I like everyone who plays the Yankees. Okay. <laughs> I like that. No, there aren't any teams in the AL that I, that I don't like. Um, I don't know. Do you? Um, I guess the Red Sox now. I mean, I was all about the Red Sox, you know, when they were Until close. They won. Over there. But now, I mean, it's just insufferable. Uh, hey, shout out to Alex Laurie, who's watching from Scotland. It's midnight there. Hey. Have a good night, Alex. Uh, That's got to be tough watching games at like 2 in the morning. I know, right? Uh, since uh, Nick Jones wants to know, so since when did Ruben start writing for Mets blog? Um, Adam Ruben is. Oh, yeah. Adam Ruben retired for like a week and yeah. now he's back. <laughs> he's doing like some part time contribution to Mets Working blog. with Sarone, and Sarone and him don't even like each other. Yeah, well, I think Adam <laughs> just doesn't like Matt. I don't, I don't think, know. That's I don't weird, think, man. I don't think Matt doesn't like. Adam, uh, that, that there's a good arm wrestling contest for you. You should we should have Sarone and Ruben. I think Sarone would win that toe one. Toe. You think so? Yeah, Ruben's a little kind of a small guy. I know Matt's not that tall either, but um, yeah, I think that uh, that Matt would win in an arm wrestling match against. Adam. Oh, a lot of people are saying the Royals. Do we hate the Royals? Yeah, well, really... only because they just beat us in the World Series. I gotta be but honest with you, I don't really hate the Royals. The year before that, I wanted them to win. Yeah, exactly. Same, I went. Same. I, went, I went to I KC. Remember. We talked, and they it. lost. It was my fault. But uh, yeah, I went to Game Seven in KC when. Uh, when the Giants won, but I was pulling for them. Brian uh, Miadusky wants to show our, our Mets tattoos. I mean, you can see my Mets tattoos, but I'm not going to go on the whole thing. Uh, did you see my tweet the other day but, with the baby? She looks at. She doesn't really speak. She says words. Oh yes, I did see this. But uh, I have a whole Mets sleeve here with random Mets stuff. But she looks at Mr. Mets says Met. She sees the home run apple says app like app for Apple. <laughs> 
uh, I have a plane flying over Shea Stadium, and she actually points up for plane, and then she sees the seven train and says choo choo. So it's it's pretty cool. That's cute. Um, yeah, I guess it's only a matter of time before she's really piecing up uh, her sentences together. But it's it, it blows my mind every day. Like she's doing something different, you know. I know. Uh, Brubaka wants to know: uh, Do you have a stadium that's on the top of your list that you haven't been to yet? <sighs> There's only four more. After this year, we're only we're actually three, right? We're missing. Um, we're missing Dodger Stadium, Dodgers, Arizona, um, Cincinnati Reds. Oh, it'd be cool to go to Arizona. I have family in Arizona next year if it's a weekend. I mean, everyone asks why we don't go here or there, and a lot of people actually ask like, when are we going to Colorado? And they don't know that we've already been there. So if you go to the sevenlinearmy.com, there is a um, a whole list of the places we've been and and uh, where we hope to go next year, which is we really only have three left after this year. So we'll go visit Charity and and I've been to Cincinnati. But I haven't been there for an outing, so I'm only missing two in the NL, NL now, which okay. is cool. Cool. Uh, and what? And this is a follow up to Brubaka. What park is has been your favorites that you have been to, uh, other than City Field? I love pieces of all of them, but I think Pittsburgh's really nice just because of the scenery. Um, yeah. Like I was talking about the food before, like not caring about what I eat at City Field. I don't really typically search around that much like i'll do, do a quick lap and then i usually like to just go to my seat and watch the game but um i i really what stands out in my mind when i go to ballparks is the the staff and how friendly they are once you you know once you get out of new york not that the staff at city field is not friendly but you know it's just a different vibe when you go like down south or out west so like the colorado staff was extremely friendly uh san diego staff was extremely friendly um you know i just i think that that type of thing really uh leaves a bit more impression on me than, like, a, a sandwich. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. I but did you see the crickets? I think it's cr- deep-fried crickets or something like that. Or grasshoppers. That's like a new superfood, right? And yeah, in Seattle, right? Uh, yeah, so someone was asking if we're going to partake in that. I'll try one if someone else buys it, but I'm not, not going to spend, like, 10 bucks on a bu- bucket of grasshoppers. My boy Scotty Shellis is in the uh, in the comments. Scott, I'm not arm-wrestling you. You are you would probably beat me. And I'm not – especially not doing it drunk. I'm not, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> uh, what you call it? Um – Here's a good one. Jack Keenan wants to know, what's our beef with Zach Hampel? Oh, my God. Do you have enough time? We only have three minutes before we got to turn this thing yeah, off. Right. Um, I don't know. Zach, I just, I've heard and seen so many instances where this guy just runs over, like, old ladies and kids, and and uh, all, he's wanting to get foul balls. He has, like, this, this collection of foul balls. Now he actually donates to charity, which is cool. Like, every foul ball he gets or batting practice ball or home run ball or whatever. But he just seems like a douche, and I'm not, I'm not into that. So um, especially when you, you're going out of your way to try to be in a position to catch a home run or, or whatever during batting practice, and you're, like, physically running over people, yeah. that is the worst thing you want to do. I, I, I don't think it's not only an issue with him. It's an issue with ball hawks in general, man. Like, the baseball for, like, a six-year-old kid is, like, the thrill of a lifetime. Baseball for like a 30, 40 year old guy needs to be like something maybe you pass off to a kid and make their day or whatever. I mean, it's it's like <laughs> it's a baseball. Yeah. OK. Uh, the thing with him, too, is uh, there was a game. It was a playoff game at Yankee Stadium. This is something that I'll never forget. 
uh, playoff game at Yankee Stadium. The game ended up getting rained out, but there was early entrance for if you were disabled, and he somehow got through that entrance. Yeah, and you know the whole thing last year with opening day at um, at the, the Fort Bragg, I think it yep. was. And, and you know, it's just too many instances where you hear stories about this guy that don't paint him in a, in a, in, in, in a bright light. So whatever. Yeah. Um, People don't like me. People probably don't like Brian either, but whatever. I don't give a shit if you don't like me. <laughs> Makes no difference to me. So anyway, two two minutes until S&Y. Uh, hopefully the Mets make it five straight tonight. If you're listening afterwards, hopefully you are listening to this and the Mets won. So yippee for that. Um, anything else you want to say before we sign off? No, I think that's it. Uh, big series in Miami. Uh, looking forward to seeing what they can do and looking forward to getting the team back to City Field. Next seven-line outing is Saturday, April 22nd against the Washington Nationals. Four o'clock start, so Four, come early. Yeah. Tailgating about noon. Yeah, don't, don't sleep on that. Four o'clock start. Fox has it as a national game. Hey, maybe we'll see KB. Yeah, that'd be cool. KB, if you're watching this, come and say what's up. All right, guys, so uh, let's go Mets, episode 16 in the books. We'll be back next Thursday at our usual time, 6 p.m. If you're listening to this afterwards, definitely try to catch a live show. It's always a fun time, especially in the comments area. It's like an AOL chat room, uh, age, sex, location type shit. So anyway, see you guys next week. Can't wait to get back at City Field. Let's go Mets, five straight. Put in the books.